This episode of The Productivity Show is brought to you by The Dojo, the productivity community that comes with training and accountability that is focused on helping you do the damn thing. Try The Dojo at theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. Welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. There's a lot of information out there about working from home, but most of it is little hacks and tips and tricks. Those are definitely useful, but they ignore the mental and physical side of being stuck at home. We always say that happy people are productive people, and that theory has never been tested more than right now while so many of us are stuck at home trying to get things done. In this episode, we'll share four things that you can do to be happy, healthy, and sane when stuck at home. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 299. And now, on with the show. And welcome to another episode of The Productivity Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Tan. I'm the founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. And I'm Brooks, the operations director here at Asian Efficiency, and we are the hosts of The Productivity Show. We're going to be talking about how to stay happy, healthy, and productive while we're stuck at home. And before we start diving into the content, one of the things we always like to do is kind of share some of our favorite productivity resources as of lately. So I have three of them here. So the first one I want to share with you is an app called Centric. It is C-E-N-T-R-I-Q. It's available on Android and iOS. And what it does, it allows you to scan any electronics or appliances in your home and then store them in the app. And what it does, then it goes find any sort of instruction manual or replacements parts that are available for purchase. So it's a great way to kind of keep everything in place. And then if you do ever need to repair stuff, you know where to get stuff right away. So super useful app. Again, check it out, Centric. The second one is an, another app called House Party. Ever since we've been quarantining, one of the things we've discovered is that FaceTime is a great way to stay in touch with people. But if you want to take it to another level, you want to consider this app called House Party. So think of it as like a face-to-face social network. But what's cool about it is that instead of just having a call, you can actually play games with your friends and family while you're in the app. So you can play like, you know, guess this or guess that or someone's going to draw something and then you have to guess what that is. It's super fun. I've been using it with my friends uh, available on iOS, Mac and Android as well. So go check that out. House party. And then the third one is another app only for iOS called iLightShow. So if you're somebody who has Philips Hue lights like I do, you can turn your apartment or home into a disco because what the app does, it will listen to the music that you're streaming and then basically change the light colors based on the beat and the tempo. Uh, So it's a really fun way to kind of like have your own little house party (laughs) at home as well, or a little disco if that's what you're into. So we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. So don't worry if you missed out on anything. And if you want to access the show notes, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash 299. And if you're listening to us in a podcast app, just go to your podcast app and you'll see the links in there as well. So Brooks, we're going to be talking about how to stay happy, healthy, and productive during this working from home situation here. What are we going to cover today? Yeah, so basically, if you are somebody who 
is struggling with our current, you know, many of us, not all of us have the ability to do this, but many of us are stuck at home working. So if this is impacting you more than you expected, we're going to be diving into some things that will help with that. Even if you're somebody who has generally good habits, but those habits have kind of fallen apart or maybe you're not feeling super motivated, we're going to help you with that as well. And maybe, you know, you're doing okay, everything's fine, but maybe some of your family members or your coworkers are, you see them struggling, maybe we'll give you some, some tips and some strategies that will help you help them. So because a lot of us are, are in this situation, some of us are thriving, but some of us are struggling a little bit. So we want to help you deal with that and help others deal with that as well. As we are recording this, we're still quarantining. Uh, we're still dealing with the pandemic as well. And so as we're going through this episode today, one of the things I want to make sure we are very clear on is that we are not medical doctors or professionals. So whatever advice we give out today, take it with a grain of salt because we are just productivity nerds who like to stay productive and want to make sure we continue to get things done as we are staying at home. But we do have you know a couple of great resources if you are dealing with this. So we'll link to them in the show notes as well. And if if you haven't checked out our podcast episode on how to stay productive during this pandemic, we have another one that we'll link to as well. So for everyone that's listening right now, I know many of us are now at home and working from home. And maybe for some of you, are, you are working from home for the first time. That's always a challenge as well. But also when you are staying at home and you're being forced to stay at home and we don't have the option to leave our homes necessarily, how do you then stay productive? How do you stay sane? How do you stay healthy throughout this whole process, right? And many of us have found that we used to have all these habits, you know, especially when we're driving to work and we have this commute. And then when we come home, maybe we pick up food on our way home and that kind of stuff. And now all of these things are gone, right? And these things that used to be habits are not there anymore. And when we lose a lot of those habits, it's easy to kind of like get into this rut where you're like, hey, I feel really out of place. I don't feel very productive. I, I just, I'm not used to being at home all the time, right? And for many of you, that might be a, a huge challenge right now. So we want to give you some ideas and practical tips today to kind of like get you back on track, make sure that you stay productive. And uh, I kind of want to check in with you, Brooks. How are you uh, dealing with all of this stuff now that we're kind of like a few weeks in now? Yeah, work-wise, it's been it's been fine. As we've said on recent episodes, uh, we've worked we've both worked from home for over a decade, so that part of it is not such a change. And I think my family members who are my, like my wife, for example, is kind of getting into the groove of working from home now. For me, I'm doing generally pretty good. It's just been sometimes being in a smaller home, not huge, not a tiny apartment, but not a huge, huge house or anything like that. It has been a little bit of a challenge, the four of us being cooped up in here uh, all this time, but you know, could definitely be worse. So I, I definitely say I'm pretty good, but have had some moments too. Well, to put that in perspective, I live in a really small apartment here in downtown Austin. My apartment is about 680 square feet. I don't even know how much that is in or centimeters, I should say, <laughs> not centimeters, but it's 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 tiny. And I'm still dealing with, you know, that even though I've been working from home for about 11 years now. I usually have the option to be able to say, "Hey, I want to go to the library or I want to go to a hotel lobby, or I want to go to this coffee shop and get some work done there. And now that option is taken away, right? And 
I used to have that option because if I was unproductive at home, I could then ch change my environment, which is something we talk a lot about on the podcast here. And then kind of get into this mood and productive groove again to either do some thinking or do some writing, right? Because if I'm at home like three or four days in a row, I get a little antsy and then I want to kind of leave my place so that I can go somewhere else and get this new sense of energy and focus and be really productive that way. But now that option has been taken away. And then also on the weekends, because everything is kind of blended in now where work from home and personal life is kind of the same thing because uh, I can't really go anywhere. It's been a lot tougher to kind of figure out, okay, what do I need to do to kind of stay sane and, and all that stuff? Uh, so to give you an example, this past weekend, I started watching this show called Money Heist. It's based on this Spanish TV series. I think it's called La Casa de Papel or something like that. Great TV show. Have you ever watched Prison Break season one? Think of it as like Prison Break meets Breaking Bad. That's kind of like the vibe of the TV show. And I've watched the first two seasons <laughs> basically this weekend I had nothing else going on that was my way to kind of like have some downtime for the first time in a few weeks and so yeah doing doing well in that sense but still getting used to everything yeah just recently it was, it's funny you mentioned that because just recently it was the Easter long weekend and here in Canada Good Friday is a holiday and you know usually that's something as a family we would go do something and then we realize there's a holiday coming up and guess what? <laughs> we'll be doing pretty much the same thing we do any other day, <laughs> staying at home, maybe go out for some walks, something like that. But yeah, it's, it's so true how everything blends together. So if you're listening to this episode right now, we have a live implementation session called Do the Damn Thing. That's part of our dojo. So the dojo is our private community that comes with coaching and accountability. And every single month we do this session where we have one topic that we go into detail and then we have all of our members come on and then we actually work with them on the live call and have them implement stuff. Cause it's, it's the idea that you don't necessarily need more information like we have here on the podcast, but most of us need more implementation actually doing stuff. And so we have these calls designed to actually have you do stuff. So think of them as like group coaching calls where by the end of the hour, you actually have implemented a lot of stuff. So the next topic is all about working from home and how to actually implement all the things that we talk about. So if you're listening to this on the day this goes live, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash implement. Again, that is theproductivityshow.com slash implement. And then you can join us live. Or if you are listening to this after we are releasing this, you can always get the recordings as well. So be sure to check that out. All right, Brooks, let's dive into today's content here. So we have a few tips here, and let's just start with tip number one, and that is try to keep up with your routine as much as possible. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. When you are working in an office, you have your commute, you know, you have your commute home. There's certain habits that are associated with that. You know, we have options to go places and everything. But now that we're kind of like quarantining in on lockdown in certain places, you might feel like a lot of your habits have been gone to the wayside. They're not there anymore. Or you have to now pick up new habits that you have no clue about. And so one of the best things you can do is to keep up your routine as much as possible, right? So a really simple example is if you used to go to the office, you know, you had a 45 minute commute or you like to have coffee before you start working and kind of chatting up with some people, 
try to recreate that somehow in your home. So if you have a coffee machine at home, you know, use that, right? If you had a daily commute where you kind of like meditated or you listened to an audiobook or to a podcast or something like ours, recreate that ritual. And so instead of actually going in your commute, just maybe find a space somewhere in your home where you kind of like replay that in the way so that you can kind of keep up with your routine. And so one of the best things you can do, honestly, as we're doing all of this, is to recreate your routines and keep that up as much as possible. Yeah, sometimes it will definitely need tweaks. You're not going to be able to do everything exactly the same. But you gave a great example of if you had a commute listening to audiobooks or something like that, you can try to recreate that instead of just sitting around in the morning and watching TV or something like that or lying in bed surfing social media. You could, like you said, try to go to a quiet place, listen to audiobooks. If you exercise in the morning, maybe you used to go to the gym. Well, now you can possibly do some work from home exercise, try to exercise around the same time, try to do things in the same order. It's not going to be as possible, because, especially if you have family members home. One other thing you can do, too, is that is really helpful is to dress for work. So part of the benefit of working from home is you could be more casual. And it doesn't mean if you wear a suit and tie to work or a power dress or something like that, that you necessarily have to wear the same thing at home. But the idea is to just at least dress up a little bit so that you're it's an important mental trigger for going from home mode to work mode. And it, it sounds crazy that just dressing could have make such a big difference. But I came across this quote once by a psychologist named Charlotte Armitage. And she says, routine is important for maintaining our mental health and getting dressed is an important part of that routine. And I think it's very, very true. Um, Rolling out of bed in your jammies to your laptop is theoretically possible if you have that type of job, but you're going to have a lot more success just kind of getting into it throughout the day if you have those triggers. Yeah. So getting dressed is something we've talked about on other podcast episodes where we talk about working from home and I've been working from home since 2009, so it's been about 11 years now. And I've noticed such a big difference between getting dressed and being productive versus not getting dressed and usually being not as productive. And so it's one of the things we always tell people to do when they first start working from home is keep up that same dress code as much as possible because it's not really about the dress that's really, you know, kicking you into high gear. It's really about the routine. Like that's the big idea behind it, right? And the the tactic of it is just getting dressed. And same thing with like your coffee, your tea or whatever else you do in the morning. Like you said, Brooks, I think if you exercise in the morning, right, and you're used to that, but now you can't go to the gym, well, it might have to tweak a little bit so that you can still exercise in the morning. You just have to do it slightly different. Maybe it's like body weight exercises or you're switching it up this time. You do more yoga or whatever it might be for you, right? And so we have a dojo course on this topic as well that is called how to set up your day for success with the right habits and rituals. So if you are a dojo member, definitely go check out that course that's inside of the members area. And if you're not a member, you can always join. Uh, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo and then become a member as well. Oh, I just want to mention, speaking of the dojo, um, we record these episodes live in front of the dojo, our dojo members. And Katie, who's a dojo member, has a great point. She says, 
Yeah, the best thing I did was rework my morning routine so it gave me a purpose again in the morning. And that's so true. Like if you think of it, if you commute to an office, your purpose is to get up, get changed, get out the door, get to the office and start work. Well, when almost all of that <laughs> is eliminated, then you don't have that sense of purpose in the morning. It can be hard to get into the day if you don't have some sort of appointment or something. Just having that morning routine set up and recreate as much as possible really, really helpful. So that is tip number one, and that is try to keep up with your routine as much as possible. All right, let's move on to tip number two here, and that is to make exercise and sleep a priority. Now, studies have shown that exercise is really good for you, right? And sleeping enough is really good for you. I don't think we have to hammer that home enough with everyone that's listening to this podcast. Most of you already know that, but now, as we're going through this, you know, weird phase in our lives right now, as we're staying at home, if there's one or two things that you should really prioritize when it comes to like your mental health and your overall health in general, and also as a result, your productivity, make exercise and sleep even higher priority. I think another way that I've seen other people talk about is think of this pandemic as like a great pause. So instead of the great depression, think of it as like the great pause. And it's a great way to kind of like pause, slow down and say, you know, what are actually the things that are really important for my happiness and for my health and and everything else around that. And exercise and sleep are two of the most important things when it comes to that, right? Most of us are not exercising on a regular basis and definitely not getting enough sleep. So now is a great time to catch up on all of that, right? To catch up on sleep, to sleep more than we normally do to make exercise it maybe like a daily habit or even like uh, three or four times a week instead of just once a week or maybe not even doing it consistently. And now that we have more time, right, it's a great time to actually use that time in a very productive way. And exercise and sleep, I, I think, are two of the best things that you can invest in right now and make that a huge priority going forward. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny, too, because like you said, exercise and sleep are two of the most helpful things and most important things for having that sense of happiness, healthiness, energy. However, they're also two things that are such easy victims to when routines and habits are broken. Some people are just exercisers they if they don't exercise every day every day or every you know three four times a week or whatever they just feel like something's off and they have to do it whereas other people maybe are not so much that way and it's their systems and their habits that keep them going to the gym every morning or doing that sort of thing and so when all of those triggers and habits and stuff like that are pulled out from them and they don't have the gym to go to they don't have the the trainer or the instructor or their workout buddies that can really make things fall apart. So there's a lot of things that you can do at home, for example, to you're not going to be able to recreate the gym, but you can do a surprising amount, especially with modern technology. You can do just body weight exercises. If you don't have any weights or anything like that, you could do body weight exercises. There's tons of things on YouTube. The fitness blender is a popular one. A lot of gyms I know, their instructors 
are starting to do their workouts on YouTube or Zoom. I know Ryan Reynolds, the actor, was just posting that his trainer has just been giving everything out for free on on Instagram Live and Stories, for example. So there's so much out there right now. It just needs to create the system and the habit to get to change it up to do it at home. I know, Tan, you have mentioned that you're doing new exercise routines at home. Did you just go with body weight or did you try to recreate the gym at, at home or, or what are you doing? Yeah, I've tried to recreate the gym at home as much as possible with kind of like the bare essentials. So when I told my personal trainer that I wanted to start working from homework with this whole quarantine going on, I asked him, what do you think I need? And he said, okay, there's only a few things you really need. One is a resistance band and something that Geocoma here in the live chat is, is sharing with everyone. Uh, the second thing is some sort of pull-up bar, which is something I already had, but I kind of like put it away. And now that I'm staying at home the whole time, I actually have a good reason to pick it up again and actually use it. And then the third thing is a kettlebell. So a kettlebell with a decent size weight allows you to do most exercises that you need, right? And then as a bonus, I added a mace bar as well. So think of it as like a sword almost, but with a weight at the end, which is kind of cool. So I've been using those four things and then I just slowly start adding more stuff. So now I have like a slam ball at home as well. So slam ball is kind of like a medicine ball. You can slam it on the floor and it won't bounce. It will just like lay there flat. So it's a great way to kind of like do all these like slam movements, which is a great like full body workout and that kind of stuff. And so I've been just trying to slowly add stuff to it. So I bought like a jump rope as well. Next up, I'm trying to get another bunch of kettlebells, but they sold out everywhere. So I have my executive assistant just try to find them somewhere, either used or like a gym that's maybe like closing down or something and they're selling their equipment and then hopefully I can, you know, get some stuff then. I'm literally like trying to find anything possible to order more equipment because I just find that, yeah, having the right equipment at home makes it so much easier, right? It's something we talk a lot about when you are working from home is, if you don't have the right equipment at home, it's just so much more challenging to be productive. And same thing with home workouts. Yes, you can you know do body weights and stuff, but that can only go so far. And there's certain certain limitations in terms of what you can do. And if you if you're like me right now, I'm working out Monday through Friday every morning with my buddy Tim, who lives right above me. And so I like variety. That's something I've kind of discovered about myself is that I need a lot of variety in my life. And so if I only did body workouts, I would get bored really fast and then I wouldn't probably stick to it for as long as, I, as I'm as i doing it. And so having all these different types of equipment makes it really fun and easy. And then also I'm doing workouts with my personal trainer now too over Zoom twice a week. So sometimes I have two a days. So usually on Tuesday and Thursday, I have a afternoon workout with my trainer as well on top of the morning workouts that I do with my buddy Tim. And so, yeah, it's my way of kind of like being out, you know, away from my desk and get some sunlight in as well and just stay sane that way. Because if I just let just sit at home the whole time and do nothing else, I go absolutely crazy. Your delivery person must have been so happy when you had the jump rope delivered instead of the kettlebell and the mace and stuff like that. <laughs> Katie in the dojo is laughing at your slam ball. She says that uh, your, your downstairs neighbors must hate you. <laughs> Oh, well, it doesn't make a lot of noise and I do it on my balcony as well. So it's outside. So I've been working out on my balcony. Uh, so people don't really hear it that way. <laughs> so that's fortunate. 
We've had some dojo members sharing the workouts that that they're doing right now while they're stuck at home. So Giacomo that you mentioned came up with a workout that he does just in three meters square and gets all the his muscle burn with no machines or weights. It's just a resistance band, like you said, and mixes Tabata and HIIT and the high interval training. Bob is going for a run every day. And since he is at home, it actually makes it easier for him. He obviously lives somewhere like Vancouver, where you are, where I am, where you are still able to leave the house and run. They're showing some yoga. Uh, Janira is doing yoga with Adrienne on YouTube. One thing my wife has been doing, so my wife is a runner, but she doesn't enjoy solo running that much. She likes running with coworkers. She kind of had a habit of running with coworkers at lunchtime at work and that sort of thing. So one thing she and her coworkers have started doing is she'll run, she'll go for a run, but then she'll phone a, a coworker and they'll quote unquote run together. They're in completely different parts of the city, but they just have each other on the phone while they run because then you still feel that connection and you you still feel like you're running with someone, but you are still doing social distancing. So I thought that was a clever idea. And by the way, we have a course in the dojo, a, a really excellent course, actually. It's called How to Keep Good Posture and Maintain Your Health While Working Behind the Computer All Day. And so it, it's not specifically tailored to working from home, but you could do it in an office as well. But it's great for working at home as well. And it gives you some ideas of equipment that you can have delivered and just some stretches and uh, little home workouts you can do. This episode is brought to you by the Dojo, the productivity community that comes with training and accountability. The entire productivity world says what you need is more information, more books, more blog posts, and yes, more podcasts. Those are all good, but the information is only 20% of what you need. What you really need is execution. You need to do the damn thing. And the Dojo is what will help you do it. Every month in the Dojo, we'll hop on a live group coaching call centered around a specific topic. We'll spend some time together teaching you the best practices, but most of the time will be spent having you complete action items live on the call and will help you implement as you go. The result? By the end of the call, you got the damn thing done. For example, we had a do the damn thing call on planning your perfect week. You might have heard of tips and tricks and how to do this and how to plan your perfect week, but how many of you actually did the damn thing? That's where the dojo do the damn thing group coaching call comes in. We had dojo members show up, we taught them our process, and then by the end of the hour, everyone had their week plan ahead of time. They did the damn thing. And we do this every month for our dojo members on a new topic. So if you want to be part of do the damn thing calls, for the Productivity Show listeners, we have a special offer when you enroll today. Go to theproductivityshow.com slash implement. That's theproductivityshow.com slash implement. If you're somebody who, you know, used to say, man, I wish I had more time so I could exercise and, and sleep more. Well, this is now the time to do it, pun intended, mm -hmm. uh, because most of us now do have the time. Right. And so if that is something that you've always wanted to make a priority, this is like the perfect time to do it. And again, uh, implement just one thing at a time. So if it's exercise, do that. Or if it's, you know, sleeping more at that, do that. And we have tons of free resources on that on the podcast, so you can kind of start diving into that. But the big idea here for tip number two, again, is to make exercise and sleep a bigger priority than, than before. All right, so let's move on to tip number three here, and that is to socialize as much as you can. 
I know most of us are now at home and stuck and might feel even isolated. I know I've been texting and calling different people and I'm checking in with people and I say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Like, you know, I know you're not really going out and stuff. I know you're a really social person. Like, how are you coping with all of this? And sadly, I'm sad to hear from a lot of them that they struggle with this particular area of their life because they're not around family. You know, we recently had Easter and that's like a big deal in a lot of families. And, you know, some people had to stay home or couldn't be there because if they were around their parents, you know, who knows if they're, you know, being asymptomatic and they might, you know, spread other people, spread and infect the whole uh, virus thing. It really took a toll on some people because they weren't around their family and, and people that they're close with. And so, Look for other things that you can do to be social. So one of the things that I've mentioned at the very beginning of this episode is an app called House Party. So it's kind of like a FaceTime with games. So it's a great way to kind of like stay in touch with people. I've been also playing Monopoly with friends on my iPad. So it's a great way to kind of like stay in touch with people as well. I've been playing video games with other people as well. I've been trying to call more people more than than ever before as a way to stay social and just interacting with people as well. And so, yes, it's not quite the same as, you know, actually being in person with each other. But I like the example that you gave, Brooks, where your wife is calling others as she's running. It's just another way to stay social and, and use that sort of energy to, to keep ourselves going. Because I do think as humans, we are by nature very social. And so even though we can't be in person right now, we, there's so many virtual things that we can do that we are very fortunate that we have access to today that you know you should definitely take advantage of. Yeah, it's funny how so many of us are discovering this tool we have called the phone that that we don't we never use too often, but now all of a sudden, yeah, those those phone calls are becoming more and more and more precious and because sometimes with relationships you get lazy, right? When you can see somebody anytime or all the time, sometimes you kind of get lazy about keeping in touch. But now we all have to be more proactive and try to make an effort to reach out. I know for me, just because I'm so involved in kids soccer, for example, there's all these other parents that you see twice, three times a week sometimes at the field. And now all of a sudden you go months well, over a month now without without seeing them. So we started having little Zoom touch-ups and uh, we've a group of us have this WhatsApp thread going where we're just sharing like funny things and all these stuff that, all these things that we used to be able to see each other, but now we do it electronically. One thing Katie mentioned that she does, Katie in the dojo, is for example, on Friday afternoon with work colleagues, they've started having a, a weekly Zoom session where they just have drinks with their colleagues hanging out. And that's exactly what my wife's company does as well. Her white, her company always f- around 4 p.m. Friday afternoon, they all go and just have drinks or appies or whatever. That's just a tradition that the, the company has had forever. So they've tried to recreate that. So you stay in touch with your colleagues in a not specific work thing. And some people drink juice, some people drink wine. But it, the point is just being together, keeping that Friday ritual going. So it kind of knocks off two birds with one stone. It's keeping that routine going, but it's also keeping that communication going as well. Like my dad and my mom, I'm all for two for one. Uh, <laughs> if, if we can do multiple things at the same time and it's not multitasking, but it actually works, then I'm all for it. And in the live chat, Janera brings a really interesting point, which I didn't think of, but she actually makes a very good point. She says, you know, during the week, I have so many conference calls and I have so many Zoom calls at work that when it comes to my personal time, I kind of want to not do any sort of Zoom calls and 
and do all that sort of stuff because it feels like work in a way. And I can totally, you know, relate to that and, and see that because again, here at Asian Efficiency, we use Zoom all the time for all of our calls and meetings. And uh, I'm doing a lot of like appearances on other people's podcasts and recordings and stuff. And it's also done on Zoom. So I'm like on Zoom all the time. And so it can feel like kind of like a drag almost to hang out and be social on Zoom because it can kind of blend in with work, right? So there's a couple of things you can kind of address that. One is you don't use Zoom, but use something else like house party is an example. Like I mentioned, FaceTime with people. And there's other ways you can be social, right? Video games and, and iPad games and that kind of stuff. Uh, if you are having to do it virtual. But the other thing I've found is that you can also do Zoom calls, but just switch it up. So instead of like sitting at your desk where you have most of your calls, if you just switch environments, so going from the living room to the bedroom or to home office, from a home office to another room or sitting on your balcony or something else, it can make it feel more like, hey, this is actually a social thing rather than this is actually the work thing, right? So if you are always doing your calls from you know, your home office, if you want to switch over to something more personal, then I would recommend you know taking your computer or laptop, if you can, to another room or to another location somewhere uh, so that you can you know, still have that social time, but it doesn't feel like actual work that way. So that's something to consider. Yeah, one thing Bob mentions, which is very true, is he found that two, two and a half weeks working from home were exhausting more so than being at the office. And this is something we hear a lot. And I think there is a lot of truth to it. Because I know back when I worked in corporate, sometimes people would say maybe some, one person worked from home or maybe you were working home for a period and they say, oh, you're so lucky you get to work from home. Or if on a days when I did work from home, I found that you actually work harder working from home than you do at the office because there isn't all those kind of built in distractions that, you know, people walking by to chat and the those little like getting up to go to the to walk outside and grab a coffee or something like that. All that kind of has gone out the window. So a lot of people do find working from home very, very exhausting. So I totally understand where you're coming from there. If I had another two for one life hack, uh, if, if we're talking about this sort of stuff. So the one thing I've been doing is I'll grab my laptop and I'll sit on the floor doing all these like different you know, stretches and I'll sit sometimes on the foam roller and kind of like roll around as I'm doing a Zoom call with someone with my AirPods in. And then also I have my happy light or my very luxe light kind of like give light, right? So it brings in sunlight instead of actually using actual sunlight, kind of mimics that effect. So that elevates your mood and stuff. And so I'm doing all these different things. Like I'm, I'm away from my desk, right? I'm phone rolling or doing stretches at the same time. I'm being social with someone or a group of people. And I have the happy light or the very lux on at the same time. And I'm just like beaming myself up, you know, <laughs> recharging myself in a way. Like I'm getting my social time in. I'm getting a little bit of stretching and exercise in. I get like some vitamin D in, you know, I'm just like doing everything at the same time. So if there's a ultimate life hack for quarantine, this is the thing I would say that uh, <laughs> you should try. And one thing I've discovered, because we, we did a Netflix party the other day, what you can do over Zoom is if someone streams the Netflix show, usually what you can't hear is the audio, right? Because it comes from your laptop or your computer or something. So what I discovered, someone told me on this while we're streaming, is that if you're the host and you're streaming it, they can only hear the audio when you're speaking, right? They don't actually hear the audio of the show. But as you're streaming, there's a setting will appear 
on the uh, sort of like zoom controls that says you have to expand somewhere and then it will say include computer audio or something like or turn on computer audio and now everyone that's on the zoom can hear both the netflix audio or the streaming audio plus your voice as well and now this is how we do netflix parties now where all of us come together i set up a facebook event invite my friends and then we kind of watch a show together and it's been really fun so it's something for everyone to try as well one thing I do want to mention, too, is we've been talking a lot about making connections and socializing with people in our life, you know, coworkers, family members outside of the home, that sort of thing that we're socially distanced from. But there's another group, which is the people inside your home. And this can be a rare opportunity to socialize with the people in your own house that you might not get a chance to. Now, I will say that, of course, that means a that you have other people in your house and B that you have the type of relationship or you're in the situation where it's that, that socialization is healthy. Not everybody is in that situation. So we totally understand that. But if you are in that situation, you know, usually at least with my family and lots of people that I talk to, usually we're so busy driving to work or driving to kids practices or the kids are doing homework or the kids are at school or we're going around to doing this and that, that you don't actually have a lot of time just to sit down and connect with your own family. But now, like you said, that said earlier is all of a sudden, all of that is gone and you have all of a sudden a lot of time that you can. So if you are in that kind of situation where this makes sense, it's a great opportunity to slow down and reconnect with these people. My wife and I were talking about this the other day that we've talked to each other and we've talked to the kids way more in the past couple of weeks than we have in a long time. And parts of that, you know, sometimes it can be a bit much, <laughs> but for the most part, it's been really, really great. So don't forget while doing Zoom parties and stuff like that um, with people outside the house, uh, don't forget it can, if you're intentional about it, it can be a good time to do it with the people inside your house as well. So that is tip number three here, and that is to socialize as much as you can. All right, let's move on to tip number four here. And that is disconnect when you can. Now, when we are stuck at home and we want to stay sane and productive, it can feel like we're just watching the news all the time. It can feel like we're working all the time, especially for those who are not used to working from home and you don't have like a strong cutoff time. That's something that Bob mentioned in the live chat. He found it very challenging to figure out when do I stop working because I'm home now and I can work anytime I want. I have a very flexible schedule. And this is something that I see a lot of people struggle with when they first start working from home is when you don't have a clear boundary between this is work time and this is personal time, everything kind of blends in. It can feel like you're always working, even though you might not be working. And so having clear boundaries and building this ideal schedule is really important and something we talk a lot about on our live training that took place recently. Uh, so if you went and registered for that, you might have seen it where I talked about, you know, how to create an ideal schedule and how to create boundaries in your personal life, because that is really important. And that is how you stay motivated when you are working from home, where you know exactly, hey, this is the time I'm working and this is when I'm not. And oftentimes the easiest thing you can do is just to say, this is my cutoff time. I'm going to start working at four or five o'clock. And after that, this, this is just personal time. Right. And then once you introduce that boundary, it makes it so much easier to relax, not feel like you have to stay on top of work stuff and say, hey, this is now personal time. This is me time. And same thing with the news. Right. I know with so much going on, it, it can feel like you have to be informed all the time or you feel like you have to be informed all the time. 
But if you just catch up once a day for like 10, 15 minutes of what you need to know, that's good enough and that's really aging efficient as well. And you have a boundary in place as well, right? And so disconnect as much as you can during this time. Yeah, just the news and the the constant staying on top of things can really wear you down and can contribute to the sense of unhappiness or just the sense of disease of feeling like ah you're just unsettled, right? You're 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 so busy checking what the latest stats are and stuff like that. You just feel off and then it can be hard to focus and be present with the other people in your life if you're just feeling kind of depressed about everything and that doesn't mean you ignore what's going on but like you said you can be informed but not obsessive and that involves putting in hard limits we actually recorded a podcast a few weeks ago tps 296 called how to focus while fear and social media are ruling your life so definitely if you are feeling that way definitely go back and check out that episode but yeah now that we have more time and now that we are being more intentional and disconnecting more, you can replace some of that with this time you might have spent checking out the news with stuff that's more kind of enriching and informative. So for example, if you have a library card, a lot of libraries now are giving you free access to digital magazines, eBooks, audiobooks, learning sites like uh, lynda.com or LinkedIn Learning, films. So you can catch up on this reading that you never had time to do before. And maybe maybe you are somebody who always only read nonfiction business books because you felt like you had to be focusing. Well, now maybe you have time and energy to spread it out a little bit. Or maybe you want to just go the whole other way and just switch it up. Uh, you were talking about that TV show you were watching recently. Or maybe you want to just like just laugh, right? Watch some comedy specials on Netflix. It doesn't mean that you're not taking things in the world seriously if you allow yourself to disconnect and refocus and laugh. It's it's really, really important for your mental health. I came across these two interesting things that came up recently. One was a Twitter thread by somebody who used to serve on a submarine. And so he was sharing his experience being on a submarine where you're in these kind of pressure situations, no pun intended, and how you deal with the isolation. And also a Reddit thread from somebody who worked in Afghanistan for many years under kind of lockdown and duress. And they both said the same thing, which is even when you're in these situations, you have to force yourself sometimes to disconnect and just laugh and watch something and experience something lighter because really, really important for your mental health. And we have a dojo course as well on this very topic called the three levels of productive downtime. So if you're a dojo member, go check that out. It's really helpful. And if you aren't a member yet, but you want to become a member and check out this course, you can become a member by going to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. So for me personally, I this for example, this past weekend, I was not working at all. I actually said, you know what? This whole quarantine thing, I've been working every day for the last three to four weeks now. And I just felt really burned out. And I felt like, oh my gosh, like I don't feel motivated. And I was exercising every day and doing all the right things, right? And disconnecting as much as I could. But I was still working like six, seven days out of the week because one, I had nothing else going on. And two, there's there's a special thing that we wanted to really work on as a company that I was really excited about. And so I, even though I was really excited about this project and I wanted to do all these different things, I still felt like, oh my gosh, like I've been working all the time and I needed to just like have two days where I didn't do absolutely zero 
and, and just kind of reset it. And now that I'm back at work, I feel super excited. I feel extremely motivated. As I was like exercising this morning, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this podcast today. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I have so much energy right now that, you know, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm like going back straight to work and doing all these different things. And that was only because I took two days off where I literally did absolutely nothing but sleep, watch Netflix and, and read some books. So that was a really good reminder for myself to say, hey, you know, there's levels to this downtime of, yes, we can have these boundaries in place and start working after five and that kind of thing. But I was just working on a binge for like, you know, three, three or four weeks straight and it just kind of got to me and I said, oh, my body, my mind just said, Tan, you need to relax. You need to take a break. And so I'm glad I did that. And now I'm like, okay, let's go for another three or four weeks. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to get some stuff done. Janira in the dojo shares that she's been doing is reading novels, which is the the best way, she says, to disconnect while sitting in a chair. I totally agree. Novels, fiction are a great way to reset and just get into another world. That's a really great idea. One thing my wife and I have been doing, of all things, is we got, we've got we gotten just in the last week or so into doing crosswords. Now, we've been together I think in a couple of weeks, we've been together 20 years, and I guarantee you, we have not w- even looked at a crossword once. <laughs> I don't even know when the last time I did a crossword, probably like 30 years ago, maybe. But I was just fooling around with the New York Times crossword app, and she happened to see me, and then we started doing it together, and now we've become way into it. And it's such a great disconnection tool. It, that's speaking of two-for-ones, which we've been talking about. That is a great with the people in your house, even our kids have been gotten into it, sometimes under duress, but we've gotten into doing crosswords together. And so that's a great disconnection, but also a socialization. So crosswords are great. Another thing we've also done in our family, we mentioned it in the podcast last week, I think, is we've gotten into poker as a family as well. So every day, pretty much after dinner, we clear the table, bring up the chips, and we play poker and it becomes pretty competitive in the family, but it's also fun and it gets you thinking strategically about something that's not work as well. And it's also very easy to learn. So yeah, family poker, if you're, if you're down with that, it's a really fun way to disconnect, but also socialize. Your kids are going to become one of those card counters that we always see in, in Netflix. Yeah, that's my retirement plan. That's why I'm teaching it to them now. <laughs> see these like smart kids going to MIT and then account cards and then win the jackpot somehow. And then we'll find you at posting jail bonds uh, at some point, (laughs) trying to build them out, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's usually how these things end up. (laughs) All right. So that is tip number four here to disconnect when you can. All right. So let's wrap it up here. So we shared four tips with you here today on how to stay happy, healthy, and productive throughout these times. And as always, with anything that we do here at Asian Efficiency and on the podcast, The Productivity Show here, uh, we always want to make things simple and actionable as well, right? That's something you can always expect from us to be simple and actionable. So when it comes to this podcast episode, what we would recommend that you do is to try to sketch out a routine for the rest of the week that includes exercise, early sleep, and socialization, right? And also, if you want to have bonus points, make the time for some downtime. And that's something that someone just mentioned here in the live chat, Chris, he said, Tan, you made a great point about, you know, finding time to have some downtime and to relax. And then he said, right after actually correction, I need to make time for this. 
And so if there's anything to take away from this episode today is to try to sketch out that routine for the rest of the week, right? So exercise, sleep, socialization, and downtime. So if you want to find the links to everything that we share today, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash 299, where you'll find the show notes of this episode. And I want to thank you for listening. And uh, Brooks, thank you for being on here today as well. Do you wish there were more hours in a day? Are you behind on your to-do list? If you want to be more productive and get proven tools to help you save time, then you must check out our new productivity assessment. Within two minutes of taking this free assessment, the tool will generate a personal recommendation list of which apps, tools, and strategies that will work for you based on your life situation. To take the assessment, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Take their free assessment today and you'll be on your way to becoming superhuman productive. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next Productive Monday.